recorded it. What do you mean you've not recorded it? Oh, you've not put it on the... Should we keep this voice recorded? No, should we start again? Start again. All right, I'm going to keep it recording. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all well. Hope you're having a fantastic week. Jen's just setting up the... Um, setting up the phone. Should we see how quick she can do it? How quick do you think you can do it? Don't want to look like this kind of pressure. <laughs> it's not... <that. laughs> oh, it's just me out. Oh, no, my phone's locked. This is the type of thing, right? It uh, probably takes Jen about 10 seconds to do this, but because I've just said, let's see how quick you can do it, she's now flapping big time. Uh, my phone locked, though. Oh, it's all kicking off over there. If only you can could you see. start it again? I can't start it again now. I've said too much. We're too, far, we're too far in now, Jen. This is the episode. This is the value that people come for. Right. Do we need to say hello again now that we're on the YouTubes? Oh, swanky, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Does that look straight? Yeah, uh, yeah. That was very stressful, I didn't like you it. You alright, you are yeah. Yeah. Jen's here, we're all good. Hello we're on YouTube. Good. Hi YouTube. We don't need to say hello to the podcast because we're already 25 minutes into the episode. Oh, that was really stressful, I didn't like that at all. But, oh, we should have just stopped it like I'd requested. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jen, we're here though aren't we? Here we are. How's your day been so far Jen? Go on, tell Lo- everybody how it's been. Lovely. Why? Climbed up Manto. We Which, did. as we just established on the private podcast, is not a mountain. No, it's not. It's just a tiny hill. I feel like it inspired today's podcast in some way, though. Uh, it definitely inspired something halfway through it, yeah, 100%. Did get to, uh, if you were watching on our stories, we did our surprise date night on Saturday. Oh, we did. That was absolutely um, That was incredible. last night. Such a good idea. So, um, By the way, before Jen says this, steal this idea. Steal it. It's like, so genuinely fun. Genuinely take it. If you've, got, if you've not got a pen and paper in front of you... Get one. Or notes I'll on your phone. I'll just message us and we'll tell you. Or, or actually, it's not that hard to remember. Just but, remember it. So I was talking to my coach about, obviously, because me and Phil work together. Like, we really do have to put in effort to, to like... like each other. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, do things that are, like, work. Because it, be, it can be so easy for us to just, like, fall into the trap of constantly talking about work. Do you know what, as well? Because we are genuinely so passionate about it, we will sometimes, we'll be sat talking about, like, some ideas, and we'll both genuinely get really excited. Yeah, yeah. About, like, we'll be like, oh, why don't we do this? Oh, and then we can do that. Oh, and then we'll do, oh, so, yeah, like, and we'll both love it. And then we're like, hang on a minute. It's quarter past ten at night. We're still talking about it. And we actually did that last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We was like just sat, like, and Jen was like, Okay, I think I need to go to bed now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jen had actually as well. I hadn't, but Jen had just come off the back of about five calls. I hadn't. I was like, I'm so tired. I, why I, are we talking about this now? I had loads of ideas while Jen was on the call and I just kind of like splurged the matter. But then Jen got excited and then we just got talking. And we was like, oh, it's like quarter past ten at night. We should probably go to bed. Yes, so we do need to make effort. And I think mm. it's probably good for a lot of people, especially if you're in like maybe a long-term relationship or maybe you've got kids. Like, Oh, by the way, we're relationship coaches now. <laughs> Who do we think we are? No, but it's about creating, like, just having, making life a little bit more fun. I was just going to add another one. Maybe you both work from home, so you see each other yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, and so we've just basically decided to do like one date night a month, haven't mm. we? At a, a minimum. Like an, uh, like an actual fully planned Le- out. Yeah. We know what we're doing, Plan when we're doing it. Plan at the beginning of the month, don't we? Yeah, we make sure it happens. So um, this was actually inspired by one of our coaches, um, Troy, who said he did this with his girlfriend. And I was like, Phil, we need to do this. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they tossed a coin for starter, main and dessert. And whoever won the time, time the, cost. The time cost. <laughs> coin toss. Um, had to cook. 
that had to decide what, had it, was to decide be, what it was going to be. Go yeah. and get the ingredients and then cook it. Yeah, and we decided to keep it a secret from each other. I think they did it in the shop, but we decided to like do it beforehand so we could like think about what we wanted to buy and keep it a secret from each other. So we literally yeah. went into the shop separately and bought all of our stuff. Yeah, I sat in the car waiting for Jen to go and get the star and the main. And yeah. When Jen came back, I went and got the dessert stuff. Yeah, and then we also bought one thing that we wanted the other to try mm-hmm. and one thing that we knew the other would like. We did. So, um... I made, I went on a little Mexican theme. You did? Um, so I made nachos to start and then we had a burrito for me and I was well impressed with you what I it. achieved. You're not the head cook of the house, are no, you? No, Phil does like all of the cooking basically I because... he's going to put a percentage on it then. All of it. Because he enjoys it more. He's better at it. Oh like, yeah, I love it. Don't, I'm not like crying like I don't need any sympathy. I think it's class. I genuinely yeah. love cooking. I, I absolutely love being in the kitchen so please don't give me any sympathy if you was a <laughs> No, because I can cook. Like I think last night proved yeah, it. Like, I really can cook, but I I just don't like love it. I no. like I can do it, but I don't love it. Okay. Um, whereas Phil does. Um, I did actually really enjoy it last night though. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, I think I was excited because like I was making something and you didn't know what it was. Yeah, and then I I didn't continue the Mexican thing. <laughs> I had you combined all three of the other ones into one, didn't well, you? What I did was I was like, oh, I could get this and this, and then I was like, hang on a minute, I can put those three things together and that'll be a dessert board. And like a dessert board's a great idea, isn't it? Dessert <laughs> boards are fantastic. So I baked my own millionaire shortbread. A full tin of it. A full tin. <laughs> I've technically made twenty four. Um, First time you've baked though, Phil, isn't it? It's the first time I've ever baked. And so by what the way, didn't you know? That you had to wait in between layers to like let them cool down. <laughs> I had no idea. So basically, well, obviously if you've had a millionaire shortbread, you know it's like shortbread, then it's caramel, then it's chocolate. So I went online, found this recipe, it was like really simple, half an hour. I was like, oh, that's incredible, I'll do that. Jen, I loved it. By the way, millionaire shortbread is Jen's favourite like baked item. Yeah, sweet thing. Yeah, Baking. so I was like this is such a great surprise because there's no way Jen's going to expect I'm going to bake a millionaire shortbread. So anyway, went into the shop, bought the ingredients, came in, started making the first bit, made the shortbread. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I've smashed it. I was buzzing with the shortbread. I was like, I've made such, like, I, that was the bit I was most worried about. I was like, melting chocolate, that's not going to be difficult. Making caramel, I could mess that up, but we'll see. So the shortbread was the bit that I was worried about. Put it on the top as I was making the caramel and then it basically said I need to wait for it to cool down before I put the caramel on. I was like, you're kidding me. Wait for it to cool down. It's just like the temperature of the surface of the sun. So I was stood there for ages. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I put it in the freezer. It had been in the freezer for about 15 minutes. I took it out and it was still very hot. Um, I was like, <laughs> Phil, yeah, this Phil, isn't going to fly. Phil disappeared, by the way, for about an hour doing all this. Oh, I was gone for over an hour, about an hour and 20 minutes. I worked out in the end. I had to shout and tell him I was bored. Yeah. Jen shouted <laughs> me. She was like, Phil, what are you doing? I was like, oh, no. I was like, are you, are you getting hungry? She was like, no, I'm just bored. <laughs> just bored of me. And I was like, all right, okay. So I was trying to hurry up. But then I had to do the same with the caramel. So I poured the caramel on and I was like, that's not going to work, is it? It's going to seep into the shortbread, which it hasn't, by the way, for anyone that's interested. And then I chucked that into the freezer whilst I melted the chocolate. Someone's watched Bake Off. Someone's watched Bake Off, yeah. That's who I felt like I was. I was <laughs> at one point, I was crouched down, peering into the oven, looking at the shortbread, like, is that nearly done? I was like, oh, I feel like I'm on Great British Bake Off. Um, so then I took the caramel out and I touched it a little bit. I was like, oh my God, it's gone solid. This is incredible. I've done it. So I like used the back of my fingers, if that makes sense. You'll see on YouTube, I kind of like pushed it down to just see. And as I did it, I like pushed in and like just loads of caramel attached to my hand. I was like, oh God, I've not done a good job here. But then when I tasted it off my fingers, I was like, that tastes incredible. So I was like, do you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to pour it on. Uh, but we had 10 minutes left of um, Game of Thrones, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, we'll finish this. This can be my like bridge from that to that. So I left it in the, um, the freezer for 10 more minutes, put it on. 
And then, sorry, no, I left the chocolate in the freezer for 10 minutes on top. And when I took it out, it was kind of done. It wasn't finished. It wasn't ready to go. But it tasted blooming good, didn't it? We didn't have any. Yeah, we did. Oh, later on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like after, like an hour or so, so after. I dreamed that bit, yeah. yeah. no, it wasn't quite set, was it? But the reason we started this story is because after our little walk up man tour this morning, we got to have a little coffee and enjoy a slice of Phil's Millionaire's shortbread today. And it was delicious. It was absolutely incredible. That isn't even the reason we started this story, Jen, but I like you. Is it not? No, the reason was because we were telling about the date night in general. You've still not told them what you got me that you wanted me to try. Oh, yeah. I got flake yogurt. Like. You got flake yogurt. Because every time... I keep getting those chocolate puddings from Aldi. Mm. And every time I have it, I'm like, I just taste like flake yogurt. I want to put some flake bits in it. Mm. And every time I say that, feels like I've not had one. So yeah, Paul growing up, we don't have branded stuff like Jen. <laughs> Couldn't flake yogurts. So I got Phil flake yogurt. Mm, it was fantastic. And also something that he wanted, basically he's reading a book that he doesn't like at the minute. So it's I just, boring, sorry. It's not, it's my actual favourite book ever. Um, and Phil is not into it. It's an absolute snooze fest. I'm no, halfway it's through. not. Just can't be bothered with it. There's right. Just, honestly, there's nothing. He's going to try it, he's going to try it again on the honeymoon when he's got more time to commit to it. Yeah, because it's one of those books where... It's a very big if book. If anyone's read A Little Life, honestly... You can read 30 pages, nothing's happened. So like, if at night, some nights I'm just a little bit tired. All right, you know what, I'll just read five or six pages, see how I get on. Maybe I'll read more. I'll read five or six pages and be like, they're still stood in the same room, having the same conversation. About you need to commit nothing. some more time to it. Yeah, but that's the problem though, isn't I it? I read it when I had a broken leg, so I think that's why I, maybe I got into it. Because so I had all of the time. You need to break my leg. So no, that, no, okay. you don't need to do that. That's good. Uh, but I, Who but, would cook? <laughs> Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Who'd bake you your own little goodies, eh? Um, yeah, so I feel like that's Phil made me try an almond croissant, which I'd already tried, and as he realised, as he gave it me. I realised as I was melting the caramel. Yeah. I went, I looked at, because I was, I, oh, that the bit was boring. I was just stirring. Said so you have to continuously stir for 15 minutes, 10 minutes. I was like, this is boring. And I looked over, I was like, can't wait for that almond croissant. And I was like, oh, Jen's already had one of them, actually. That's not really something I wanted to try. She's already tried it. But no, I tried it and I still didn't like it. Which was great news for me because I got one and a half almond croissants. Mm. And then I got something I wanted, which was the Kinder Bueno. Have we got some of those left as well? Yes. Winner! There's two. Winner! Right, so that's the story of our life. Mm. See you next week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was very fun, though. As you can see, we're very excited about it. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then we had a lovely walk this morning. And now we're here chatting to you. Yeah. What a day. What a, what a day. And you know what? Today just keeps getting better, doesn't it? Yeah. Because we might <gasps> have our wedding photos coming yes. later on. Maybe if you listen to this, you might have already seen them on Instagram. Because no doubt, I won't be able to refrain myself from sharing them. Because I will be that excited. And even better, we're having a Sunday roast later. <gasps> Oh, what a day. Is, what a day. I can't contain myself. Wedding photos coming on, aren't No. Oh, I'd just really like Sunday I'm not roast. that low. I'm still not like the biggest of fans of Sunday Rose. I'm getting there. I will do my best to make it the best one you've ever had. Thank today. you. You are good at them, to be fair. Yeah. So, some valuable information for you now and not All of information that about valued. our life. <laughs> the rest of this episode's rubbish now. Don't listen on. Honestly, you've listened to the best, but no joking. The truth behind long term consistency. And it won't be what you think. It genuinely will not. And the reason we know it won't is because of what we see getting splurged around social media of people saying, this is how you need to be consistent. You just need to try harder. It's nothing to do with try yeah. harder. You just need to be more disciplined. Well, there's nothing wrong with discipline, but it's probably not that either. Well, it's willpower. It's not that either. Like, it's never any of the things that we think it is. And it's actually because we're, we're fed the wrong definition of consistency. You've been told for years that 
consistency is one thing and it's not it's something completely different so it's actually not your fault which is always great news isn't it when you find out it's someone else's fault um and it's because you've been told that consistency is every single day doing the same thing and that makes sense because in theory that is one of the many definitions of consistency but when it comes to things like your health your body your mind mental health improving your physical health losing weight uh exercising more eating or making healthier options with food all these different things that encompass life um the definition of consistency isn't doing the same thing every day. It simply can't be. It's actually about knowing that every day is going to be different. And that in itself is the definition. Mm -hmm. It's knowing that every day is supposed to be different. And actually in reality, and this is something that I try to kind of speak to people about quite often when they say, oh, I just really want like a real consistent lifestyle is, well, if every day was this lifestyle that you're trying to live, would you actually like it? So like, let's say every single day you exercised, every single day you did 10,000 steps, every single day you had five fruit and veg, every single day you didn't eat donuts and pizzas and pasta and bread, and every single day you did all these things that you feel like you have to and didn't do the things that you didn't. Do you want that life? Nobody said yes yet. Mm -hmm. Not one person. I've said, oh, I'd love that. Sounds great. So actually we're aiming for something we don't even want. And in reality, it's not something we need either because ultimately being consistent simply means turning up. But turning up and doing what is linked or aligned with your expectation of your day so there will be certain days where you'll do more like for example today i actually don't know what it was about eight thousand steps in the end or something oh, yeah. so about eight thousand steps we don't go to mam tour every day and do eight thousand steps in fact in the morning we don't do eight thousand steps by whatever time it was half past eight nine o'clock mm -hmm. usually by that point we've done about somewhere between four or five thousand steps I would consider myself or us to be very consistent people. But every day is still slightly different. And there are some days where, for whatever reason, the morning walk didn't happen. So, and it's few and far between these days, but there'll be days where it doesn't. And, you know, by 10 a.m. we're at 500 steps or something. But that's being consistent is knowing that that's all right. Like, mm -hmm. every day doesn't need to be the same. And it's the same with, like, food. I don't have millionaire shortbread every day. But now that I've baked a full 24 of them, I'll be having them a little bit more consistently. Mm -hmm. But like, that's going to be a little bit more in my diet than usual or our diet than usual. And that's fine. Like, that's okay. I don't need to now go and bin them or give them away to the whole street. Like, it's mm -hmm. fine. They can be there and I can have them and that's all right. Same with everything. Like, there'll be other days where we have more vegetables. Some days we'll have vegetables, like three or four in our dinner and three or four in our tea. And we'll have a snack with one or two in as well. That's not every day. It's just knowing that every day is going to be different because every day is going to provide you with a different challenge or less challenges and that that's all right. And I think that's where like diets mislead us very heavily because they just say do it this way no matter what's going on, don't they? Yeah, follow it's... this blueprint, follow this rule. This is the amount yeah. that you're allowed to eat. And they, But they're clever because they do it in a way that makes it sound really freeing. So they say, mm -hmm. do what you want, just make sure you don't go over this calorie target. Do what you want, just don't go over this sin target. Do what you want, just don't eat more than this amount of points. Mm -hmm. And it sounds clever. It's like, oh, so I can do anything that I want as long as I don't eat more than 1,200 calories. That's incredible. I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And then we promote it before we've even done it ourselves. We're like, oh, start telling people, oh, I'm doing this diet. It's great. Like, I can eat anything I want as long as I don't go over 1,200. And other people hear it. They're like, oh my God, that sounds incredible. But in reality, it's like, how many foods can you fit into 1,200? Because once you've had a pizza, you ain't got much room left. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like you failed because you've been told that there's nothing else you're allowed to do. You, like Jen said, you've, there's your rule. You've gone against it. So you've failed the diet, quote unquote. Yeah. And it, 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 after like weeks and weeks of repeating that, months of repeating that, years of repeating that, 
you'll hear heard us talking about this all the time like we're just led to believe that we're the ones who are rubbish we're the ones who can't stick to it that's where we think we just need more willpower more discipline more whatever it might be but actually like it's knowing that none of those expectations are realistic like one of our values is we're humans not robots like we we actually aren't robots like we cannot do the same thing every single day our bodies do not need the same thing every single day like some days like today we're we've done probably we'll probably end the day doing double the movement we normally do mm-hmm. we're going to need more food <laughs> like because we've done more we movement we're gonna need more millionaire shortbread because <laughs> by the way if nobody knew i baked one last night <laughs> but this is where I said it was a bit inspired by the walk today. It was. Are you ready so, for that? Is everyone sat down and ready for this analogy? I'm not great at analogies, so let's hope this works. Everyone needs to listen really clearly to this while Jen <laughs> explains and goes back and forth on this. Dawn. She starts bringing in other analogies, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, our, our journey is never ending. Like, it's just, like, our journey is essentially just life, isn't it? Like, and what tends to happen with the diet, it's almost like we're going up a big mountain. And when things are going well, like we're going up to the top of the mountain and we get to the top of the mountain and that's when we, we just can't keep up with the habits and they all fall down and they all fall down, sounds like Jack and Jill, and we give it all up, we end up back down to the other side of the mountain and then it's like, right, I've got to start climbing the next mountain now. And it's just like this constant peaks and troughs and like constantly, it's like up a mountain, down a mountain, up a mountain, down a mountain. And it, it's it's like every time we're back at that bottom, it's like, oh, I've got to get all the way back up there. I've got to do all of that again. Whereas what we want to see is instead of seeing our whole journey as these big peaks and troughs, we just want like a bumpy road. So like sometimes there's going to be some challenges and that hill is going to be a little bit steeper and we're going to go up a little hill and it's going to be a steady incline and we're going to find it a little bit challenging and then we're going to come down the other side and we're going to look back and learn on that. And then next time that happens, that mountain's maybe a little bit, e- or that that um, hill's a little bit easier to get up because we've got some better tools and we, we it's almost like we've improved our fitness a little bit. Like we can, we can climb up it a little bit easier this time. Some of those little hills are going to be bigger. Some are going to be smaller. But if we're not having to exert the energy constantly about getting up the mountain versus the hill, it's going to be easier to keep going. And it's going to be easier to keep moving forwards on that journey rather than just wanting to sit at the bottom of a mountain. Just, like, sit there. Like, I I can't get up another one of those. Like, I just can't. Whereas when we see another little hill, it's like, I can do that little hill. That's fine. I can, I can manage that. I can keep going. And you are able to keep going through that journey for longer periods of time. So it's less about... And, and do you know what? This is really relates to um, anyone who's a teacher or works in education in any way will relate to this. If you don't, I apologise. But um, I don't even know if they still grade you anymore. But they used to grade you as like good and outstanding. And I can't remember what the inadequate rubbish. I don't know. Uh, requires improvement. Requires improvement. Well, I never got one of them. So we'll, we'll not talk about that. <laughs> uh, but someone said to me, you, you don't want to be an outstanding teacher you want to be a teacher that is consistently good and when they need to can be outstanding and that really stuck with me because I think it's that idea of when we strive for perfect it's too difficult to upkeep constantly and we can't constantly upkeep it so if I was constantly trying to be an outstanding teacher 
I would have nothing left and I would just be have to give up. Whereas if I could just be consistently good, do a really good job all the time and then go, do you know what? Yeah, I need to pull it out of the bag today or I really need to, or the odd lesson would be like, yeah, that was a great lesson. But it allowed me to get better results for the kids that I was working with because they were getting a better teacher more consistently. There's a good chance as well that there's no such thing as consistently outstanding because at some point you're going to hit requires improvement because you're going to be absolutely shattered. Yeah, exactly. That ability to stay at that 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100, Mm -hmm. absolutely smashing it, A star, every single week, every single month, every single year, there has to be a negative side to that and that negative side is probably going to be your health. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be you feeling absolutely shattered physically and mentally. You'll hit a wall and what you won't be able to do is just drop down to good. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to do it. You'll drop down to requires improvement. And I know Jen was talking about teaching, but that goes for anything, mm-hmm. any job, any industry. If you are pushing and pushing and pushing to be outstanding 24-7, mm-hmm. you won't be able to take a step back to good. What you'll do is you'll take a fall down to requires improvement and then mm-hmm. you'll have to crawl your way back up to good, crawl your way back up to outstanding. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you spend all your time in good, there will be the opportunities, as Jen said, to go, I actually need to be outstanding today. And that's actually a really good way of looking at it if you're the type of person who works in an industry where you have deadlines because you can work consistently good for, let's say your deadline is every six weeks, you're working on a project, you can be consistently good for five, five and a half weeks and you spend a day to three days being outstanding because it's the end of the deadline and that's when it, you know your worth is really tested because you are literally going so intricate with all the details, making sure everything's bang on and then you can take a step back to good again for the mm-hmm. next five and a half weeks. You don't need to be outstanding for every second of every day of absolutely everything that you ever do. Yeah, I think the same goes for mums as well. Like, especially like on social media, I think there's a lot more mums talking about like the reality of mum life now. I but love like, it so much the reality same. stuff because yeah. honestly, I not to go off on another tangent because we definitely need to speak about mums more, which you will do in a second. But I see it with like home accounts, mm. like everything's absolutely perfect, and I'm like, I remember seeing an account where. They took a photo, but then when you swipe to the left, the photo was behind the camera, like the other side, and the room's a mess. And they were like, I had to move the room around. One of our clients um, has a home account, winning Renault, yes. if you want to go and look at her Incredible account. Incredible account, um, by the way. She's just, she did a reel like that, and it was amazing. And I think social media can like create this idea, like fitness, mum life, whatever it is, that everybody else has got it all together and everyone else is smashing it but you only see the snippets of what's going well for that person and I think if you can just do a really good job most of the time then then that that's that's enough that's all we need mad thing is as well a good job is usually just turning up yeah like that is literally it because outstanding is extra and requires improvement is not even being able to turn up so actually just turning up is half the battle mm-hmm. that's usually you've done the hardest bit you've got the you've got in like usually, you know, as a human, you're probably good enough just by being there, just by having the conversations, just by doing the things you need to do. That's probably good enough. Mm-hmm. You probably don't need to go the extra mile every single day because you will potentially end up absolutely shattered and worn yeah. out. Um, and if you are somebody who feels like you're in that constant pursuit of being perfect and being outstanding and absolutely smashing absolutely everything, just take stock of everything for a moment. Just think about all the things you're trying to be absolutely outstanding mm-hmm. at and just recognise that actually maybe you just need to spend a bit of time just being really good because that's where you're best suited. It's not because you're not an outstanding person. You are an outstanding person. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you want to be outstanding is outstanding in itself. But actually, it's just recognising that it's not bad to be really good at stuff consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an absolutely incredible achievement in itself. Um, 
So a little bit of a process you can go through, because we use this, don't we? Mm -hmm. We use this process every single week. We use it for us individually. We use it for us um, with clients. We use it uh, in within the business. We, we literally use this for absolutely everything. And it is so simple. And it's a four-step process called plan, do, review, repeat. And we do it every week, every month, every quarter. And all we do is just plan out what we're going to do. And we don't come from a place of like, everything needs to be perfect and everything needs to be outstanding and everything needs to be the best thing ever. It's just like, right, what, what can we do over mm-hmm. the next 90 days? What can we do over the next 30 days? Every Sunday, we'll just say, right, well, what can we get done this week? Like, what's our target? What are we aiming for? What, what do we want to achieve? Every day, we'll just look at the day after and go, right, what, do, what can we get done tomorrow? And it's always coming from a place of quite, not that we're not driven people, but a little bit relaxed. Like, right, mm-hmm. what can I actually get done tomorrow? What, what am I capable of here? And then the second step, which is the bit that is probably the most obvious one, do it. Just go and do it. Just go and see what happens. Like, don't overthink it. I know it's easier said than done, but don't overthink it. Just go and do it. Go and do tomorrow. See what happens. And then review it. Just look back on your day in the evening. I'll look back on your week on a Sunday. I'll look back on your month at the end of the month and your quarter at the end of the quarter. How did things go? And you don't need to beat yourself up because we've both been stuck there, haven't mm-hmm. we? I know I um, used to do this a lot where I like beat myself up for what I didn't do. And I'm like, well, it's done now. Or it's not done, basically, isn't it? It is what it is. It's fine. Let's just review it. Just look at it. And at that moment, you can then decide, right, did I just set my expectations far too high? Like, for example, to keep it really, really kind of simple and relevant, did I say that I was going to do 25,000 steps, eat 1,200 calories, train in the morning, the afternoon, and the evening, when actually in reality I had a 12-hour work day um, and it was parents' evening and, you know, like there was loads on. Like, why did I set that plan? Mm-hmm. And usually the answer is because we feel like that's what we had to do rather than what we was capable of doing. So during that review, you just go, right, okay, I just need to take a step back on those days and do a bit less. Um, and I actually had a message from a client the other day and I was so buzzing when she sent it to me because I know when we first got started, one of her challenges in life was that she'd always been told that she needed to do everything. She has an incredibly challenging job. She's an incredibly busy person. Um, she's fantastic at the job that she does. Um, however, her focus was that she you know, needed to train every day, needed to do X amount of steps every day, needed to eat a certain amount of food every day, needed to prep every day. She was spinning so many different plates that it was impossible to be outstanding at anything because naturally she was tired. And she sent me a message on, I think it was Thursday, and she's at a particularly busy time of the year at month end right now, or as it was. And um, she said she recognized when she'd finished work, she was like, right, there's loads I could do in theory, but what can I do? Like, what am I capable of right now? And she was like, so I just took the dog out for a walk because I knew that's what was going to help me feel at my absolute best. And I knew that was what was going to help me in the moment. And I knew that's what I was capable of. And I was so buzzing because, of course, she could have stayed up till midnight, crammed in an extra 10,000 steps and an extra workout and prepped all the meals for the rest of the week. Who's that going to help? Apart from absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. So I was genuinely buzzing and genuinely proud when she said, you know what? I just thought, what can I do? What am I capable of? That then allowed her to wake up the day after and have an incredible day because she felt good. She had a good night's sleep. She felt really good. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a shout out to her as well because that was um, fantastic. And then once you've done that, just repeating it, just repeating that process. Just have the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The Almost like the casualness of it. Just go out. I'm just going to plan again. See what happens. Go and do it. Review it. And then I'm going to plan again. Go and do it. Review it. And you know just what? keep working around it. Looking at that and, and just thinking about that, what most people tend to do is just go, right, I'm just going to go and do that. Then it doesn't work out and they just try and repeat it again. Yeah, just do repeat, do repeat, do yeah, repeat. Yeah, and that that planning and that review bit is so, so important because we learn so much about ourselves in the review bit that allows us to then plan slightly differently for the week after so it feels, so we can actually then make some progress. It allows you to let go of what you feel like you have to do mm-hmm. and that allows you to lean into what you're actually able to do. 
Mm-hmm. And remember that that sounds like, oh, so you're saying I'm capable of less. And it's like, no, I'm saying you're capable of what you're capable of. And whatever you are capable of is what you need to go and do. Mm-hmm. And that's probably more than you're doing. Because what we often see is that, and we'll use n- numbers for this to make it simpler for me to explain. Um, if you're saying to yourself, every day I need to do 10,000 steps, but you're not able to do it because it's just too much because of your life and your challenges and everything's going on. So you end up doing 3,000. But actually, when you actually do the planning and the reviewing bit, you go, well, actually, if I just do this and this, I'll end up doing 6,000. You end up doing more. You end up doing double than you were doing because you're just being a little bit more reflective and a bit more understanding and you're just looking at your day. Imagine that feeling as well of setting out 10,000 and doing 3,000 and beating yourself up versus the feeling of setting out 6,000, doing 6,000 and being like, I did more. Well, do you know what's interesting? I could tell the story about that same person I was just speaking about because um, she did something similar a few months ago. But somebody else messaged me the other night and if she's listening, she'll know who it is because she went roller skating and it's the only person who told me she went roller skating mm-hmm. the other day, so I'm assuming it's her. But I got a message and she was like struggling with steps and she'd done um, like a few thousand one day and she ended up finishing on something like 16,000 steps. And it was just that letting go of the number. She was like, I'm going out, I'm going to go and enjoy myself. I just want to have a great time. And because she let go of the number, it was either like 14 or 16,000 steps. Whereas if the focus was, I need to do more, I have to do more, I have to hit 10,000, she probably would have ended up on, I don't know, six, 7,000, something like that. And it just goes to show the power of, as Jen's just said, you set a realistic target and then you just let it go. It's done, that's it, the target's set, forget about it. Go and do your day now, go and do what you said you was gonna do. You know, you said you was gonna go for a walk in the morning, go do that. You said you was gonna go for a walk in the afternoon, go do that. Yeah, but it's only 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. It was part of your plan. Just go and do it. That's what you said was going to help you achieve your goal. Just lose or remove the emotion from these tasks. Mm-hmm. Just allow yourself to just go through your day. And the best way you can do that is when you get to your review process is to not criticize yourself. So what? You said you were going to do X amount. You didn't. It's all good. It doesn't matter. You can't change that. Let's just plan tomorrow and then do it and then repeat it. Like keep going through that same, sorry, then review it, then repeat it. Keep going through that same process. Mm-hmm. And what you'll start to find is exactly what Jen's just said. You'll go from planning 10,000 steps and doing 3,000 to planning 6,000 and doing 10,000. Mm-hmm. We see it all the time. And it's just that ability to remove that emotion and go, do you know what? I'm just going to plan it, do it, review it and repeat it. Just keep those words into your head and do that as frequently as you possibly can. Yes. Did you think my laptop had gone off then? For a little second, yes. A little screensaver there. Do you like that? <laughs> That's proper old school, that, isn't it? I was like, it's fine, I know what I'm saying, I know what I'm saying, don't worry. Well, we're on to the... (laughs) But it's whether it's still recording. (laughs) Yeah, that's always my worry, I think it is. Oh, we're still recording. Great news. So, it is time for... On the spot. On the spot. Do you want to do a little review of what we've said first? (laughs) You're better at that than me. Yeah, I love a little review. So, the truth behind long-term consistency is not what you think. You need to change the definition before you do anything else. Before you do anything else from this episode, change your definition. Consistency isn't about doing the same thing every single day. It's about knowing that every day is going to look slightly different depending on life, depending on the challenges, depending on what day it is, depending on what everything is being thrown at you. Every day is going to look slightly different and that's okay and that's what consistency is all about. Remember that dieters have told you to climb the mountain. You go all the way up to the top, then you're absolutely shattered. You fall all the way back down the other side. Then you need a rest. So then you look back at the next mountain. You're like, oh my God, I've got to climb that again. Instead, you've got to see this as a long-term path. There's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be bigger hills, smaller hills, and that's all right. But it's easier to go down a big, long path than it is to climb a mountain every single day. And then remember the four-step process. Plan, do, review, repeat. 
do that consistently, you'll make more progress over the next 90 days than you probably had over the last three, five, seven, ten 10 years. Yeah. There's your review. Lovely review. Well done. Or recap, should I say? Recap. Whatever. Recap. Uh, recap, so cap, cap, recap, cap, cap. We should have that as the little tune before I do it. No. You do it. No. Go on. No. You just go recap, cap, cap, recap, cap, cap, recap, cap, cap, recap, cap, recap, 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 no. <laughs> right, so I'm putting you on the spot. What's your favourite word? A recap. <laughs> so last night I finally managed to convince Phil to watch Game of Thrones and I am buzzing about it because I think I've been trying to do this for six years plus. Um and yeah. he's loving it. Oh, if that's the question, do I like it? Oh no, it's not the question. My question. So I was thinking last night, I yep. just wish I hadn't watched this. I was like so jealous of the fact that you've never watched it and you're watching it having no idea what's happened. I got a message last night saying, I wish it was my, because I obviously said it's my first time watching it. Someone replied to my story saying, I really wish this was my first time watching yeah. it. Yeah. Honestly, I just, it's one program that I just wish I could have just, like my memory was wiped and I could just start again with it having never watching it. So mm. my question to you is, what program Ooh. do you wish you could just wipe your memory off so that you could watch it again for the first time having no idea what has happened before. Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question, isn't it? Yeah, very good. I mean, in a couple of months, I'm probably going to say Game of Thrones. <laughs> All over the rings. Yeah, all over the rings. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever watch that. I don't go watch that. I don't like that. I decided I don't like that. Is it similar to Game of Thrones? Uh, it feels it. I suppose it's kind of a bit of is it? a similar type of... Is it like you like thing. one or the other, or is it? Can no, you like both? I like both. All oh, right, okay. I've oh. not watched Lord of Rings in very many years, though. Can I choose a book? Uh, no, the, the the answer was TV, but I do want to know what your book answer is. Oh, Harry Potter. Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. I would love to know nothing about Harry yeah. Potter and start again. That experience, that year. I mean, I'm so lucky that I read them when all the books were out, so I just get. To, yeah, I that's read them true. all within six months because I know it's not fast or anything. I'm just saying like. Most people read them over like 10 years. Because he had they? to wait for the other ones yeah. to come out. Whereas I read them over like a six month period of time. And that was, I would love to go on that journey again. No, I want TV to. series because TV series was the end. Although you don't watch much TV or you didn't until you met me anyway. Yeah, I've not got much. The only, genuinely, I think the only thing I could say, because I did sort of think maybe Friends, but then I'm like, no, because I quite like, I think Friends is one of those that I like the fact that I've seen them all. So I can't yeah. just nip in and just watch one. The thing as well for me is the reason I'm not great at watching TV series is because I don't like TV series. Is that a thing? T-Rye. T-Rye. I don't um, know. It's because I don't like devoting the time. <laughs> so like, I don't like watching two, three, four hours an evening. So like something like Friends, which you is like You focus on the process over the result. <laughs> yeah. No, but I don't. Like, I, you know, I'm I mean, the result over the process. Yeah. I'm not good at watching TV for long periods of time. No, I know. I procrastinate. Like I get like an hour. It's a long time, I think, to watch TV. That's my maximum. So I don't. We've watched a lot of TV this weekend, haven't we? Uh, we have. We've just started a new. Well, Daisy Jones and the Six. Last of Us. Last of Us. Last of Us is exceptional. We got Last of Us. No, we got Now TV, and we was oh, I'll just watch it on the free trial. Don't have to pay for it then. Winner. Found out it's not even finished being put on yet. So I've <laughs> That's why we're never watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I've started paying for it now, so I'm like, right, well, I'm going to watch everything else then. So we started watching Daisy Jones of the Six, which is good. No, that's on Amazon. Oh, was it? Yeah. 
Oh, is it Game of Thrones that we're watching? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Daisy, why we started watching Game of Thrones. Because Daisy Jones and the Six. And I'd only heard about this when you came out. That they've released three. There's another three next week. There's three more a week after that. And then there's two more two weeks after that. I'm like, why? Just let me have them all. Anyway, I'm not answering your question. I'm just getting annoyed at stuff. Yeah. Hey, the other news on this next week. Is it? I think it's 10th of March, the other set of you came out. So much TV to watch at the minute. This isn't like us. It's good that it's now as well because we are inside a little bit more. (laughs) Lol. But as the weather, what? Oh, right. I thought you were saying that. I thought you were being sarcastic because the weather's really nice, so we've not been inside as well. No, I'm saying like it's changing now, so like we need to get these watched now. (laughs) And then we'll be outside more because I'm not sitting in the back garden. Ditch everything and just watch Game of Thrones. Like, back to back until we finished it. I could do that. No, I couldn't, like I said. I, I can't. Like, genuinely, after an hour, I'm a bit like... Do you know what it is as well for me? If I've if I've had a day where I've done, like, quite a lot of, like, I don't know, client calls, training programmes, I've done a lot of stuff, I feel like I can't sit and watch TV. It's not escapism for me because I like to focus on what's going on. So it feels like I'm just carried on thinking about stuff. Anyway. Uh, oh! I think I know the answer. What is it? The OC. <gasps> That's a good one. Maybe. Or, no, not the OC, because I feel like I, I wouldn't dip in and out of that. No, I'm going to have to go back to the first full series I ever watched, I think, that wasn't Friends. I don't think I watched that one, go anyway. Dexter. I thought you were going to say that. Dexter's you know? a good one, because I feel like you can't dip in and out. So I feel like that's one of those things that I would start from the beginning and watch again. Although I wouldn't. Do you know what? My answer's none but Dexter. I would never do it. No, I mean, like, you wipe your memory, you don't know. Anything about it? Oh, don't I? No. But I do. No, um, but that's the whole point of the question. Right. If you could get rid of your memories of that programme. Right, So you had Sorry. no idea and you could go in watching it afresh again. So Dexter makes sense. Yeah, Dexter's a good one because I'd I love thought to you were going to say Dexter. That. Yeah, I think I knew that that was the question and then I forgot about it because I walked Cause you... <laughs> spoke for about 20 minutes, didn't I? I think, I think Dexter because Dexter was good. That yeah. first time around, Dexter was class. I want everyone to message us on Instagram with yes. those for this because I think we all need to know. No one messages though with what's that one that we keep trying to watch and we keep failing at it. Oh, um, the there's a couple. One. There's the best one. There's Breaking Bad. Yeah, can't get into it. Peaky Blinders as well. Can't get into so. either of them. So don't don't message us with those ones. But I mean, any just, others, more than so welcome. So you know, I can get into those. I think they're great. Gem will let me carry on watching them. What, you're enjoying them? Yeah, I was loving it. And Ozark. I don't like that one Love either. that as well. <laughs> Loved them. My problem is, I don't watch... The, see, the thing yeah, is, I Yeah, you won't need, watch it on your own, wouldn't you? Like, I need, like... What's the word that I need? I need... Um, I need someone there... I never watched TV series I'm like Jen so there's how much accountability I had before Jen I and I watch much, much less than I used to because I used to like binge well, I only TV. watched Dexter because one of the lads was watching it Yeah, that was it I, I couldn't have watched that on my own I think because I was like oh he's watching it and he'll get ahead of me so I'll just watch it whilst he's watching it clever but yeah I accountability think, for TV <laughs> if anyone wants to get an accountability partner for TV Jen's your guy I'm guy mm-hmm. I'm gal. That's a phrase. Oh, yeah. Ginger gal. I don't feel like I'm the type of person that says gal. <laughs> Ginger gal. Gal doesn't, like, roll off my tongue. <laughs> hey, like, I called. I asked you the other day if I could start calling you boo as a joke. <laughs> and you didn't like that, did you? <laughs> and then my, I was, it just reminds me of, like, 90s boo, songs. My, my boo, boo, my boo, my boo. I, um, <laughs> boo. Um, ah, I, uh, what, I, I said it? it before, didn't I, as a joke as well. 
Yeah. I opened the car door for Jen. She said, thanks. I said, anything for you, boo? <laughs> what was the other 90s song that had boo in it? My boo, my boo. I thought it was a Kelly Rowland one. You'll always be my... Boo. No, because I think I was singing that and oh. isn't it baby, not boo? No, that's a different song. Is it? Is it not Is it not um, Usher? I don't know. Feels very... Two, 2000s? I say 90s, but is it 2000s? Yeah, it's like early 2000s R&B, I think. Oh, that's my favourite. My Kelly with a, a emails on a... Excel spreadsheet. Excel spreadsheet, yeah. yeah. She sent an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> and then Mom, because never got that to her. I feel like it's got boo in that song. Yellow, yeah, I think it's... By the way, I just want to apologise for me singing. <laughs> it's a joke for so me singing. It's horrendous, isn't it? <laughs> um, you'll probably realise why it's taken until episode 109. Um... <laughs> It's is that what we're on? I have no idea. It's not far off, has it? That's no. it? That's it? it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, right. If we, uh, if we see a sudden dip in, in, in listens, because <laughs> I started singing it, episode 109 <laughs> or whatever it is. Or maybe they'll go up, because maybe I'm good and I just don't know it. You're good at a baritone. What does that mean? I think it's when you sing deep. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think. I know um, a really deep poem, don't I? What is it? I dig, you dig, we dig, we all dig. <laughs> it's not a good poem, but it's very deep. <laughs> Bring back joke of the week. Burn <laughs> it or burn it. Doesn't make sense anymore. Totally. Oh, yeah. Brain it or burn it. <laughs> Put it in your brain or burn it. I don't think brain it or burn it quite has the same ring to it. Brain it or burn it. Believe it. Believe it or... No, because we should... Oh, believe it or leave it. Ripley's believe no, it or not. not. Do you remember it. that? No. That programme? No. They have like stuff on like, is it true or is it a myth? Right, come on. What? Let's wrap this up because wedding pictures are in our inbox. Are they actually? I don't know. Oh, I right. heard a buzz on my phone and I've not stopped thinking about it in the back of my mind the whole entire third of the podcast. There's a buzz on your phone. <laughs> it's going to break. Have we ever said on the podcast my story about when I used to teach and the, the, that whole confusion when I was All teaching Harry Potter? So I was teaching Harry Potter and I was talking about the night buzz and one of the kids put their hands up and was like, Miss, I don't get what you're on about. And they thought that I meant... No, loads of them... No, I know what it was. They were writing in the writing. Um, There was a buzz in the air. Mm. But... Technically, there was. They were... No, they were all writing... B-U-Z-Z. B-U-Z-Z. Mm. Instead of... Bus. Bus. Oh, it was very funny. There was a buzz in the air. <laughs> buzz. I can't remember the full context because that doesn't quite work. But it was something to do with the... No, mis- it would because the night... Bus. Was in the air. Well, I mean, it travelled pretty quick. It can't have, I'm sure it was to do with the night bus that we were talking about, and it was something to do with that, but they were putting, the, there was a buzz in the air, or there was a, they were using B-U-Z-Z, basically. Anyway, we'll try and remember for next week. Yeah, it's pop. I won't get my book stories, pal. Have a good one, <laughs> and we will, uh, we'll see you all again in seven days. See you, bye. <laughs>